morning. I am the Azorian One, Anthony Steves, and this is Sunday Coffee with the Azorian One. Good to see everyone this morning. Hope you're doing well. It is Sunday, June 3rd. We are in the month of June. We've, we're reaching the halfway point of the year. Uh, it's also my favorite month. May have to do with the birthday. I'm not going to say, but it may. Once again, still enjoying the wife's jam on the toast. Uh, those of you watching in the chat room, there it is. Uh, those of you listening on the podcast, well, sorry. Here's a bite. Mm-hmm. Still good. If you're looking for all news and information regarding your favorite podcast, go over to thecaplescrusaders.com. You'll catch everything we've got there. Stories being written, news articles being put up by Mr. Dr. Dr. Barry himself. We've got our latest episodes. We've got our social media. Everything we do, everything is on thecaplescrusaders.com. Of course, follow us, of course, on Facebook, The Capeless Crusaders, on Twitter, The Capeless Ones, and on Instagram, The Capeless Crusaders, as well as Tumblr, The Capeless Crusaders. It's like it's like it's it's like it's the same thing. So, um, there's where we go for all our information. Glad you could join us, me, on Sunday Coffee. Uh, my boys are off to the side, of course, having their breakfast watching Disney Channel, who has decided not to have as many Marvel uh, animated series in the morning as they used to, which is annoying and ruins the theme I had going. But anyway, um, I basically plan on going over f- some news for you. Uh, weekend box office. Uh, two specific news articles, uh, but as I take one more bite of my jam toast, there it is. So, going off right into my first story, uh, being reported by both both my stories, by the way, are coming from Bleeding Cool. Uh, being reported by Bleeding Cool's Rich Johnson, Rob Lightfield. Uh, one of the co-creators and creative minds behind this guy, Deadpool. Those of you who heard a sound, uh, I'm drinking out of my Deadpool mug, given to me by my brother-in-law, Joe, and his wife, Kayla. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so last, I believe it said last night, uh, Rob Liefeld went over to the Century Stadium Theaters in Orange County, near where he lives, and he went and purchased 115 seats for the 920 showing of Deadpool 2. He then went on to tweet on Instagram that he has sold out the entire theater and the tickets will be waiting for anyone who wants to come see it with him. I mean, that's, that's pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's awesome. Uh, he did fill up. People did show up. Um, I'm hoping they got like autographed tickets because those aren't going anywhere. I'm uh, gonna hang on to that one if you got it. Uh, but he literally went out and bought 115 tickets, the all the seats for the 9:20 showing of Deadpool 2 at the Century Stadium Theater in Orange County. How about that? That's something I would do if you guys would go and watch stuff. Something I created. I mean, after I've you know made enough money for myself because boys gotta live. Um. Yeah, he announced it on Twitter and Instagram, pictures of the tickets were in his hand, he had the stadium uh, 
shot outside. Um, I mean, three reasons you could be doing this. Uh, one, it's fun. Uh, two, you know, it's providing something for the people. You gotta wait. Providing something for the people. Uh, and three, I mean, it is a tax write-off because you can easily say it's work-related because it's his creation. So smart on his part. Uh, but even with those three options, I mean, people got a free showing to go see Deadpool 2 if they showed up. How about that? Good for him. Um, so I really, I, I've become a Deadpool fan. Jackson. I've become a Deadpool fan because of the movies themselves. Uh, Ryan Reynolds fan, was intrigued by him. Uh, I didn't read a Deadpool comic until after seeing the movie, which explains why I always hear Ryan Reynolds, you know, voice in my head when I'm reading those comics. I did read the current run, uh, Deadpool and the, um, his mercenaries. There was two different Deadpool issues, but I was reading those. Uh, but I became a Deadpool fan because of the movie. I have not seen the sequel yet. I'm pretty sure I'm the only crusader who has not seen part two. Uh, but I do desperately want to see it. Could be an upcoming birthday present. Taking me to the theater and seeing it. You know, just saying. Just saying. Um, it is currently, by the way, uh, tracking well financially, which I will get to that at the end of my segment here about the weekend box office. Um, the next thing I want to go into, which depends on how many people are in the chat room, whether I want to discuss it or not. Uh, C.B. Sabulski is the new editor-in-chief at Marvel Comics, and he was on CBS this morning, uh, yesterday, Saturday morning, during the Marvel feature that was being run by Michelle Miller. And he was on there talking about where Marvel's going now, Marvel's future. Um, enjoy the train in the background, because I forgot to close the front door. So all you have is my screen door, which means you can hear the train going by along with any cars who drive by. That's called bad planning. And that's what I do. Bad planning. Sorry, if you hear that hum in the background. Dave Barry's gonna have a lovely time trying to silence that. I'm sorry, sir. Mm -hmm. Sounds of Gulf, California. Train. Train. By the toast. More train, more train. It's, it's, it's actually relaxing, yeah. Um, so, C.B. Sibulski on this morning, CBS, during the Marvel chat, and the first thing they asked is, what, does, what role does Marvel Comics play when it comes to all the media and film, TV productions that's all being put out? What do the comics play? And he had a pretty good breakdown of it. What he said was, okay, the movies are, are like the... the, the, the the body and the arms. Now, see, the, the, the body, the torso, is the movies. The arms are the TV shows that connect to the movies. And the legs are everything product connected to Marvel that people can own, that gets them moving. And he said the comic books themselves, the comic books of Marvel, they are the heart of Marvel. They are the heart of everything Marvel. It's the comic books. And so they, 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 they breathe the creativity that Marvel needs, whether it goes to movies, TV shows, products, what have you. It's the comics themselves. So the movies are the torso, arms are the TV shows, legs 
are the products, but the heart are the comic books themselves. And that's what he went on to describe there. He also touched on the... Uh, Jackson. Jackson. He touched on the bad PR that Marvel suffered last year in 2017 when their senior vice president, David Gabriel, uh, went on a lovely rant and said that the reason for Marvel's slump in sales last year was because of too much diversity. Yeah, too much diversity was the reason for Marvel's slump in sales. Mm -hmm. Let that marinate for a second. Diversity isn't a bad thing. Diversity is good. It's not the 60s anymore. It's not the 50s. Not the 40s. Countries changed. We are a diverse nation. There should be diversity in what we're reading and what we're watching. Jackie. In what we're reading and what we're watching. You gotta see mix, because we see mix everywhere we go. Okay? So diversity wouldn't be the reason for slump sales. Now, granted, I read quite a few Marvel comics in 2017. I enjoyed the hell out of them. Maybe there's some stories that were rehashed that maybe that's why sales slumped. I don't know. I doubt the reason is diversity. Of course there's that sect out there, that lovely, lovely sect that will go against all forms of diversity in comic books that exist. And that is stupidity, ignorance. Wham, wham, crybabies. You now know my stance on that. Um, diversity's good. There needs to be diversity in comic books. People need to be represented. These are, these are media outlets and books and movies that are meant to not only give us stories and tell us. Jackson, stop. Jack, stop. Sorry, definition of breakfast. Um, you need to have diversity in your stories. People watch these movies and read these comics. Young people, young kids. And they're influential. They're inspiring. How inspiring is it if every character you're reading looks nothing like you and continues to look the same and still nothing like you? It's bland. It's boring. It's vanilla. So diversity plays an important part. You're representing the culture that exists today. Tommy, no. You're representing the, culture, the cultures that exist today. Females different races, different religious backgrounds, different orientations. Everybody of all sects are reading comics. They gotta be represented. If you can't get through that, if that doesn't make sense to you, I'm sorry. Nothing I can do for you. I'm one of those who are pro-diversity in comics. If that puts me in your gamer's gate list, put the Azorian one on that list right now. Do it. Make the Azorian one enemy number whatever number you have on us. I'm all for it. I consider myself the new guy to comic books still, uh, but I got four years under my belt of reading comics. So I'm all for being on your enemy list if you're one of those guys, one of those people who, who diversity is the end of comics. Eh, don't follow me anymore. Don't watch this show. And I think I speak for many of the Crusaders. So, just so you know. Um, 
Sibolsky did uh, say that Marvel is 100% about diversity. They're not backing away from it. That's what they do. Uh, they also had on the show senior executive Sana Amanat, who they chatted about the creation of Miss Marvel, who, of course, was the first female Islamic character in Marvel. I think in all comics. Marvel, Marvel for sure. I know that. Um, and the possibility that the day will come where she will be in the MCU, because we already know that next year we're getting Captain Marvel twice. Not only her own movie in March, but those of you who saw Infinity War, you know she's coming for Avengers 4. So we got Captain Marvel coming, which means Miss Marvel is bound to be in Marvel's future, along with Nova, which would be nice. Uh, so that was their segment on CBS this morning, Saturday morning. Uh, both those stories, by the way, again, from Bleeding Cool, written by Rich Johnson. Uh, so go ahead and follow those stories if you'd like. They are up there on Bleeding Cool's website as of this morning. Um, also, um, there are plenty of news articles, once again, I'll remind you, on thecapelesscrusaders.com. Our own doctor, Dr. Barry, has been plugging away at those news articles. He shares them. He puts them up every day. They're on the Twitter. They're on the Instagram. They're on our website. Go check them out. We have our own news section. Okay, we have we had our blog section where you had the writing styles of of of, Mr. of Dr. Barry, of Manderson, and of myself. Our stories are up on that side, but we have the news section, which so far has been headed by Dr. Barry, and he's got a lovely number of news articles there for you to read, cited with their sources, everything that's going on. Go check those out as well. Um, if you want more news articles, your boy here does write for a site called LRM. Um, I am still plotting my comeback and writing for. The Capeless Crusaders, I apologize. I have had quite a sabbatical as I write for other areas. Um, but the CapelessCrusaders.com, plenty of news articles there for you. Go check those out. We have our own um, new, it's new site on the, on the website, so check it out. Uh, from there, I just totally hit the wrong button. Going back, my iPad is so mad at me now. There we go. We're now gonna take a look at the weekend box office for this weekend. Weekend of June 3rd, so that's like June 1st to the 3rd? Yeah, that weekend. Going to the full weekend chart now. Go, iPad. How about Okay, Jackie, all right. So, for the weekend of June 1st to the 3rd of 2018, your number one movie at the box office is still Solo, a Star Wars story. It took in just under 30 million in the U.S. this weekend. Its total gross at the moment in the U in domestic is 148 million. Um, second is Deadpool 2, still holding strong, with 23 million. Deadpool 2's U.S. box office has now gone up to 254 million. Now, granted, Deadpool 2 costs 110 million to make. In the U.S. alone, it has made 254 million. So it's made its profit. I haven't gone into the worldwide full box office yet, but I'll get there shortly. But in the U.S. alone, it's already made its profit. So, Reynolds, for you, sir, and your entire crew. Look at that guy right there for you. Cheers to you. Number three is the new edition this week. Yes? Okay, you got to wait, okay? The new edition this weekend, coming in third, is Adrift, uh, starring Shailene Woodley who is one of my favorite actresses right now. She's on the show Big Little Lies. She used to be on 
Secret Life of the American Teenage Girl. Something, there was, the title was something along, along those lines. Uh, she made her breakthrough in film with the film The Descendants as George Clooney's daughter, the Hawaii-based film. That was a great film, by the way. I believe it won Best Original Screenplay. Original or Adapted, I can't remember. One of those screenplay awards at one of the Oscars. So her new movie, Adrift, came out at third. It made $11 million. Granted, the film only cost $35 million to make, so that's a pretty good run for her right now. It's, uh, it's a Lost at Sea true story film. Um, and she's the main star. So, Shailene, congratulations. Good for you. Uh, Avengers Infinity War is now at fourth place with that new edition. It's made $10 million this weekend. Uh, in its domestic box office, in six weeks, it has made $642 million in the U.S. box office alone in its sixth week. I cannot wait to see where it is worldwide right now. We'll get there shortly. Running out your top five is Book Club. Diane Keaton, Candace Bergen, Jane Fonda, and Mary Steenberger? Yeah, those are the four. That's, I got them. That's them. That movie starring those four legends in film. Uh, that, came, that ended up fifth in its third week, coming in just under $7 million. Uh, it's made $47 million total. Doesn't give me how much it cost to make, but it wasn't really a special effects film. It's a, it's, a, it's a comedy drama, so I'm not expecting too big of a budget, so they should be doing well as well. Sadly, uh, Johnny Knoxville's Action Point came in at ninth, making $2.3 its opening weekend. It cost $19 million to make. I don't... I didn't get the commercials for Action Point. I haven't now. Granted, I haven't looked much into this film. Um, as someone who you know considers himself a, a a jackass fan, I watched all three movies. I watched the show. I wasn't so much into the gross out of stuff, but the the stunts were hilarious. I think and those guys are funny. Um, I don't get Action Point because from the commercials alone, it it says. From Jackass, starring Johnny Knoxville. But the commercials show Jackass stuff. Crazy stunts, and he's laughing. And it's called Action Point, not not Jackass. Nor does it have the same people directing or producing that were Jackass. I, I'm behind on my Jackass news regarding why they're not doing a movie together anymore. But whereas the, movie Jack, the Jackass movies weren't that expensive to make, and made a lot opening weekend. Like I remember the first one cost like a million, a million or two million to make and it made 30 million the opening weekend. And I don't think any of the Jackass movies failed. They all made a very large profit because again, all you had to do was show these guys getting hurt and they weren't big stars and the props weren't that expensive. Why drop that and then do this thing called Action Point? I, Again, I know nothing about the story. I know nothing about it. Um, but it didn't do very well. Uh, surprisingly enough, here's a Overboard with uh, Anna Ferris. Sure, it came in 10th, but it's actually uh, gone up. Made 45 million. That wasn't it? Not bad for her. Good for you, Anna Ferris. I mean, it's been out for five weeks, too, so I mean, that's. Unless you're a Marvel film, after five weeks, you're going to be a little low on the, uh, on the top ten list. So, we are going to now go... I'm going to pick a few movies here. We're going to go to Solo, A Star Wars Story. And see how much we've made total. 
Okay, so worldwide, so in the domestic box office, Solo has made 148 million. In the foreign market, it's made 115. Uh, so the worldwide total for Solo, a Star Wars story, is at 264 million. I don't call that a failure, but sure, I get it. If you're going to compare it to other Star Wars films, yeah, it's it's tracking a little bit behind. Also, take into consideration this movie. Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, um, is still kind of part of, you know, is, is a direct prequel to A New Hope. Jackson, 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 quiet down, but Is a prequel to A New Hope. Solo, a Star Wars story, you know, it is also a prequel, but it's not directly tied to what happens in A New Hope. I don't know. Guys, quiet down, please, okay? Um, sorry, bad moment. Um, I don't know, it, it looks good. I'm excited to see it. I don't know when I'm going to see it. I'm probably going to see Deadpool 2 before I see it. Um, but it, it's, sure, it, it's tracking behind typical Star Wars movies. It's not a failure, though. I mean, it's quite sad if we're calling 264 million a failure. I get it, though. Not tracking as well as the other Star Wars films, well... Maybe we need to, you know, take a little more of a break in between Star Wars movies. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Deadpool 2. Take a look at you. Beautiful, beautiful man. So like I said before, it's cost $110 million to make Deadpool 2. In the U.S. alone, it's made $254 million. Foreign market, $291. Grand total of $546 million for Deadpool 2. And what I believe is its third week. Right? Third or fourth week. Third week, I think. Third week. That's pretty good. It could hit a billion. It could. But still, for Deadpool, that's... That's success. Um, whether or not we see a Deadpool 3... Reynolds says no. But who knows if he's just playing to the camera. Wait. Wait. Um, yeah, May 18th. May 18th. Yeah, third week. Third week. Um... But I am excited to see it. I really want to see it. I'm hearing great things about it. Time out, please, really quick. Hold on. Well, cracker break for these guys. Keep continuing to stare at my couch. It's a nice couch. The sounds of cracker in the background. I'm sure you like that, too. Ah, oh, the sounds. Ah, oh, the sounds. Thanks for staring at the couch in the hallway and the elliptical that is used, mind you. It is used. Deadpool 2, 546 million worldwide. Good for you, Wade Wilson. Good for you. And we're going to go over to Avengers Infinity War now. Take a look at that bad boys. Wait. Um, right now, we are looking at... A grand total, worldwide total, for Avengers Infinity War, at $1.964 billion. It is knocking at the $2 billion door. 
it's knocking right there. It's it's waiting to come in. It's almost there. That is in its sixth week. Sixth or fifth. One of those two. Uh, making that much money. It still made... How much did it make total just now? This weekend it made... 10 million. It is starting to slow down. It's going to break 2 billion. Whether or not it gets to the avatar point, not sure. Uh, in domestic rankings, let me see. Oh, by the way, those of you wondering, I'm using the website um, boxofficemojo.com uh, box where they have everything breaking down for you. Uh, ooh, okay. So the record for domestic total box office is still held by Star Wars The Force Awakens at 936 million. Avengers at 600 mark. Probably not going to make that one. Um, and worldwide is Avatar at 2.7 billion. That's going to be a hard one to get to. So, um,. Definitely some records under the belt for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, opening weekend belongs to them. Opening weekend worldwide belongs to Infinity War. Uh, biggest opening in spring belongs to Infinity War. Uh, let's see. Biggest April opening belongs to Infinity War. Oh, and biggest um, non-Friday opening weekend for a PG-13 film, Infinity War. Um, and I think that is all the records for Infinity War. Nope, nope, excuse me. Biggest Saturday daily record, biggest Sunday daily record, most money made in one day. That isn't an opening day. And widest openings and releases for a PG-13 film is Infinity War. Infinity War was the fastest to 150 million, the fastest to 200 million, and the fastest to 250 million. Those go to Infinity War as well. So yeah, there are some records under the uh, Infinity War belt. Just does not seem like it's going to hit the... You okay, buddy? He's coughing. Okay. Okay, good. Uh, okay. I'll get your water. Hold on. So that's what we're looking at right now for Infinity War. Definitely an impact. Definitely hitting $2 billion. Doesn't look like it's going to beat old Jim Cameron. Sadly. I'm a James Cameron fan of his movies, but sometimes the things he says and the comments he makes... Avenger burnout. Shut up. Avenger burnout. It's just, just, just stop. I still gotta watch the sci-fi thing he does on AMC, which I've heard great things about, which I'll watch that, because it's him interviewing other sci-fi people, but <clears throat> Avenger burnout. Whatever. You make a movie every ten years. So wait on Avatar 2. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not waiting on, waiting on Avatar 2 now. Unless you need someone to star in it. Are you okay? He's got the cough, he says. He's got the cough. 
That's usually what he says. When he's, usually what he says when he's faking a cough. He says he's got the cough. You're fine. Hey, you're good too. Sit down. Sit. So, that is where we stand for the opening box office weekend. That is looking like it's, you know, it's not a bad time to be alive when in the top five movies of the weekend, three of them are either comic book or sci-fi related. <clears throat> when, when, the, when the top five feature a Star Wars movie and two different Marvel stories, that's, that's a good time to be alive. I'm just saying, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I forgot to see where Black Panther hangs up with Avengers, but I think I think Avengers is closing in on Black Panther's uh, domestic total. Um, Avengers again is at six forty nine. Black Panther is at. Done. You're done. Okay, hold on. There, Black Panther's domestic total is at six hundred ninety nine. So Avengers: Infinity War is just a little over fifty million away from breaking Black Panther's domestic run. So that, that is quite a domestic run for Black Panther. Well done. So that does it for what I have today for you on Sunday Coffee with the Azorian One. Rob Liefeld buying tickets for an entire showing of Deadpool Two and tweeting it to those who show up to come see it with him, no cost. Uh, C.B. Sabolsky, the editor-in-chief of Marvel, promising diversity in all of Marvel stories, as he should, and the importance of Marvel Comics when it comes to Marvel, the entity itself. Along with Sana Amanat talking about Miss Marvel, the first Islamic female character. So... That was my news breakdown for you. That is the weekend box office for you. That is Sunday Coffee with the Azarian One. Today, Sunday, June 3rd, 2018. Uh, don't forget, coming up this week, we got our own show, The Capeless Crusaders, going on tomorrow night on this channel, twitch.tv slash The Capeless Crusaders. We'll be in the house. We'll be reviewing something for you, not a movie. We're not removing a, we're not we're not reviewing a movie or a TV show tomorrow night. That's my little hint for you. It's a review episode, but not for a film and not for a TV show. Mmm, interesting, right? Stay tuned for that. That's tomorrow night, right here, twitch.tv slash the Capeless Crusaders. Uh, also, on a more uh, uh, historical note, this Wednesday, June sixth, is the anniversary of D-Day. World War II, when we, when the Allied forces stormed Normandy Beach. Yes, buddy. It'll be okay. It's fine. It's okay. Something on TV. When the Allied forces stormed Normandy Beach, June 6th, 1944. So, wow, we're looking at 70... Bad math. 74 years ago? Right? Yeah, I got that right, don't I? 74 years ago. Wow. 74 years ago, the storming of Normandy Beach by the Allied troops, June 6th, the anniversary this Wednesday. Just take a moment to yourself, Tommy. No. Just take a moment to yourself, June 6th. Uh, me, personally, I'm the type of person who will watch Saving Private Ryan again. Because, yeah, that opening, come on. Uh, I did watch Band of Brothers and The Pacific from Memorial Day weekend. 
Um, so I will probably pop in Saving Private Ryan the night before or day of. We'll see. Depending on who's awake in the background. So, those events this week. Episode tomorrow night, twitch.tv slash Crusaders. We will be in-house, at the safe house, reviewing something for you. Not a movie, not a TV show. Be sure to tune in for that. On behalf of the Capeless Crusaders cast, this is the Azorian one. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great Sunday. And enjoy your Sunday coffee. Later, everyone.